Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the banana yellow game pack and the new Jungle Green N64 console. It's got a Jungle Green controller and comes with the N64 expansion pack. The Donkey Kong 64 bundle. It's more fun than a bunch of baboons with a bundle of bananas. World. We won't go in one direction or see where we can set. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be told how to view the world. We will experience true freedom. We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. We will change the system. Change the system. It's Ferret 64 with your host, Yemi the Ferret. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferret 64, the podcast all about video games and video game news. I'm your host, Yemi the Ferret, the one and only, a.k.a. Yemi. Before I go over um, what I've been playing this past week, we have some pretty big news to discuss. And by we, I mean uh, I have a special guest with me, very special guest. His name is Callus. Callus, are you there? Fred, not Yemi, because I, Callus, the Nintendo Master, has descended from my Tetris throne to pull you out of despair and bring justice to this podcast. Oh my, I didn't know that I was in the presence of royalty I, I i apologize my liege pleasure to be here <laughs> how are you doing today callus not bad not bad and yourself oh pretty good so callus first first thing up on the battle today we are we are going to be talking about the nintendo direct from 217 2021 the first nintendo direct in how many days callus 500, oh, I forgot the number, 532. <laughs> <laughs> so, just an overall thought um, about it. Uh, I mean, what, what's your overall reaction to to the Direct? Uh, so many mixed feelings. Joy, pain, um, a little bit let down, but at the same time, like, understanding. Uh, we'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I personally, I mean, they haven't done a Direct in, you know, a year or so, right? And this whole time they've been doing like small videos and small directs, you know, the mini pay, the mini things. They did like the partner showcases. What I don't understand is why they couldn't just do a mini direct or just release some of these things as a regular video on the channel. It doesn't seem like there's anything here that they, that's like super huge that needed the direct format. Plus, there was so much EA stuff in this too that was just like kind of slowed down the pace of the show and kind of. Made it a little bit uninteresting at times, um, but I am ha- I, I am happy that we have a direct. Okay, that I will say that you know. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, regarding like all the like kind of the slowish announcements, like the non-exciting stuff, I feel like um, they they kind of have like some kind of like back back end deal with these publishers to put it like it's sort of like advertisements basically. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that like EA paid nintendo a bunch of money to put their stuff in here because uh most of the stuff that ea even announced in here besides from project triangle which we'll talk about in a little bit is yes. just things that we've already we've already known about for a long time things that like didn't need their own like wow here's the here's a trailer for you know this it's like okay um <laughs> cool <laughs> i guess 
But there is one positive thing from all this, though. Um, this I believe that this marks like the return of consistent Nintendo Directs. Because, you know, every major announcement is like coming up in the next couple of months and we don't still don't know of anything that's coming out in the second half of the year. So I'm pretty sure we're going to start getting, you know, we're going to get like a major summer event uh, direct and uh, that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess time will tell, of course, but uh, I think that in the middle of the year, they're either going to do like a Zelda 35 direct, just talking about all things Zelda, or they'll have another big direct like this one where it's just a little bit of everything. Maybe there'll be some Bayonetta three in there. Probably, probably oh, yeah. more likely there's going to be um, Legends of Zelda, not Legends of Zelda two, <laughs> Breath of the Wild two <laughs> um, stuff in there as oh, well. Oh yeah. Um, and hey, maybe even another Mario platformer game. But you know, only time will tell. Of course, one can only hope. One can only hope. That's right. And hey, maybe they'll they'll re re release a JPEG for Metroid Prime four. How about that? <laughs> and an updated JPEG show. Yeah. He is the new JPEG. Everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> the four and looks like Ripley. Music. Yeah. <laughs> two seconds of music. <laughs> All right, Callus. I'm struggling to fi- figure out where to start this uh, conversation about um, the actual news that was inside of this direct. Is there a certain place that you would like to start? Well, I mean, I suppose we can just go uh, one by one with the announcements, uh, I guess, in the order of this article that we have pulled up. All right. So it's going to be a little weird order, but hey, that's okay. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Splatoon 3. Tres. Um, this was the last thing revealed during the Direct, and uh, um, <laughs> I'm not a Splatoon fan. I don't know if you are, Callus. I played the second one a bit, but yeah, I'm definitely not a fan. Uh, I never owned it. I just kind of like borrowed it for a while and played it. Uh, it was fun, but it's definitely not something that I'm like over- overly excited over. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like this was, I mean, it's not coming out until 2022, they said in the direct. And I feel like they revealed it just a, just a little bit too early for, um, you know, just, because, I, 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 because, I mean, I was I was watching some other videos on like Splatoon two and the player base and stuff like that, and it still has a pretty solid player base. It's it's updated pretty regularly. Um, I, I think that I mean, did they really need a Splatoon three coming out so soon after like the big DLC for Splatoon two came around? And um, I, how much are they actually going to change with Splatoon three to make it a worthwhile? game to get for another you know 60 so dollars uh i mean i think it's it, it was like a relatively short time between splatoon 1 and 2 so i think it's you know 2022 was uh i guess a, a good time for the third one to come out because that last dlc i believe it came out like 2019 so it's definitely been a couple years now true and why couldn't they just make this DLC, you know, like if they're going to add in like this whole new story mode, which I'm guessing you're going to be going through a dystopian wasteland because I mean, in the trailer, they showed the Eiffel Tower upside down and there was like a dilapidated bus. I think that the it's either going to be like this. okay? there's either going to be a big story mode where you go through the, the desert and the, you know, the decaying crap that's around and then you finally get to the city or the beginning of the game is just going to be you making your character and then watching a cutscene and then getting right to the city. It's it's going to be one of those two things. Uh, it's, yeah, probably. 
that's all I have to say about Splatoon. Like I said, I, I have no investment in this series. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are very excited about this, and that's great. Um, but making it the final thing in a presentation like this, kind of a letdown for me. I mean, I'm sure that there's like the Splatoon fans went crazy over this last announcement. But yeah, I believe they're like in the minority here. Yeah, for sure. All right. You ready to move on? Let's move on. Okay. So uh, during the presentation, um, the lead for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 came out. And he said that there is no new information that they would like to share with it. It was a little bit of a blue ball situation, right? Everyone was like, oh my god, they're going to show something for Breath of the Wild 2. And then he was like, sorry, no dice. <laughs> but Yeah, it was like quite <laughs> quite a rollercoaster ride just seeing his face show up. Uh, A.J. Onuma, I believe his name is. Like, seeing him wearing the Zelda shirt and, oh, something juicy is going to come out. And then he's like, oh, nope, sorry. He's like... Cut the dream self early. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like the Bayonetta three stuff that's been coming around. Every single time you see an article about it, it's like, well, we're working on it and it's going smoothly, but I don't have anything to tell you guys, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice that they at least said something about it. I like I said early in the podcast, I think that they're going to be doing a big reveal for that in the next direct or the whatever they're going to do next. Uh, I think that this is just like an appetizer. Um, and I guess the yep. the main course for this advertiser is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is getting an HD uh, port, I guess you would say. But it's not really a port since they are updating some things about the game, including uh, being able to use buttons, button inputs, um, and use the uh, right control stick to control Link's sword instead of having to use motion controls like the Wii version of the game. I'm kind of mixed up, mixed uh, have mixed feelings on this because, on the one hand, it is great that we're getting button controls now because like so many things and the the Skyward Sword just did not work with the motion controls. Like doing every single thing used motion controls, but on the other hand, the combat uh, using motion controls during the combat actually felt pretty good. Like swinging the sword and like it actually made everything a lot more tense and. Uh, do uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it made everything more, like, exciting, you know, uh, fighting the battles and, you know, swinging to the right moment at the right direction and all that stuff. It for sure looked like it. I mean, in the in the stuff that, I, that I've that i seen, like, I watched, um, I watched a playthrough on Twitch. Not, like, the full thing, but I watched here and there on Twitch. And the gameplay that they showed during the Direct, it, it does look like the motion controls um, kind of were pretty good. And I guess if there were times that the motion controls didn't work as well, you could always switch over to the button inputs instead of using the motion controls to get through those parts. Um, me personally, oh, yeah, I, I mean... Thought of that. Uh, you, you, you've seen my playthrough of Mario Galaxy and how ridiculously yeah. <laughs> bad the motion controls can be sometimes in these Nintendo games, um, especially when they're forced in. Um, so I, 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 I might pick up this game just to play it with the with the stick version. Um, but hey, don't be surprised if I if I pull out the sword and shield and and start slashing away in air. I'm not even sure if I want to get this this one because when I first played it back in 2011 i loved it i played it through the whole thing but actually a couple years ago i played it uh, i started playing it again a second time you know try to relive the game and uh i was very disappointed in it i was i found the game like very linear and boring and uh like and definitely like a lower tier zelda in my opinion oh, okay now do you think that that that's a hot take or is that something that's like consistent across the zelda community 
I think that's a consistent opinion. A lot of people say that it's it's kind of like a weaker Zelda. It's definitely the most linear out of all of them. It is. I mean, to me, it, it is like an obvious choice to make an HD remake for the Switch for this because it does like the Switch does have the motion controls and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I would have preferred to see like Wind Waker or something else come over just because Wind Waker is such a um, visually beautiful game along with it just being a pretty good uh, adventure altogether. Um, and it doesn't look like they've really done anything to up the graphical quality in the Wii version. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the Switch version of Skyward Sword. Um, it, it seems like it's going to be a by-the-numbers kind of re-release of the game. Um, but like I said earlier, it is nice that they're adding contr- like actual physical button controls for the game because that'll really open the door for other people to play the game and hopefully enjoy it. But um, obviously, reception is pretty mixed on this Zelda game. But something that was received very positively is the new Joy-Cons. That those is right. look pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I liked how those looked. Um, it kind of reminded me of when they did the special Wii U for Wind Waker, which is the one that I got. Um, just a very nice design. I like the colors as well. Purple and blue looks really nice together. Um, I, it does I, look I, nice. Uh, I kind of wish that it was like the... Uh, like when Skyward Sword first came out, they did like a special edition gold Wii remote. Yeah, I saw that. That was that pretty on cool. I still have that. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of wish they went with joy, gold Joy-Cons, but maybe they'll do that with Breath of the Wild 2. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, um, they yeah, they could. I, I remember, uh, wasn't one of the Zelda cartridges for the Nintendo 64 a gold cartridge? Both of them, the special edition Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, both had a gold cartridge. Yeah, yeah there you go. So maybe they'll do like... Uh, one of those two games, give them gold Joy-Cons, boom, bada, bing, Callus is creaming. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yep, thank you very much. Take my money. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. But I, I do still think that the, the Joy-Cons for this game are cool. If there was a bundle with the game and the Joy-Cons, I might be more apt to get them. Um, but for right now, you know, I, I, I think I could hold off on them. I, I think I'm pretty content with the ones that I have right now. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, you know, I I, I, I I eat my words pretty often on this podcast. Just remember the whole debacle <laughs> with Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, my God. What a waste of $60 that was. Yeah. All, All right. right. Shall we move on? Um, yeah. So we have some sh- probably shorter ones that we're going to talk about here. So they, um, of course, EA paid off Nintendo. So they had to show Apex Legends <laughs> um, during this Nintendo Direct. Uh, everyone already knew that this was coming to the Switch well before the Direct came out. Um, Respawn Entertainment showed it on their Twitter account uh, almost exactly a week ago now. The, the confirmed date, um, the file sizes and everything has already been revealed. And the gameplay that they showed, um, I love... Like, it is, like, the commercial gameplay, right? You have, you know... you have, The ending clip is some guy uh, not aiming down the sights with an assault rifle, just spraying bullets into the distance at what could possibly be a player, but you don't know because no one plays that way. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um, and it's also good to say, um, if you get this game, make sure you don't get the physical edition. It's not actually a physical edition. It's just a code in a box, which they neglected to say during the direct. Um, and it is free on the switch, just the download. So there's no reason to get the $60 version that just comes with extra skins, in-game currency, etc., etc. Um, that's just a waste of money, in my opinion, because you can also unlock all that stuff, most of that stuff that's not exclusive in the regular game just by playing. And if you enjoy the game, you'll earn them pretty quickly. 
Um, other thing that we need to say is um, Nintendo Online servers really hit or miss. Um, they are planning on upgrading them. We think it's it's rumored that they're upgrading them, um, but that could affect Apex Legends pretty in the uh, could affect it negatively just because it is a fast-paced first-person shooter on the Switch. Yeah, PSA, just get a, like a, a wired Ethernet adapter and just go wired. There you go. It will it will save your life. <laughs> I wish I had known that during the Smash Brothers contest we had. <laughs> yeah. And also in the same vein of things, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, another um, multiplayer game only, is coming to the Switch as well. That was just announced during this Direct. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't believe it's not already on the Switch. Well... It's not on the Xbox either, so it is finally getting a release on the Switch and the Xbox, which I'll talk about a little bit more later during the episode. Um, but this is a cool thing, uh, and maybe we'll see some uh, Nintendo-themed exclusive skins. Oh yeah, I haven't thought about that. That would be cool. Yeah, maybe there'll be like a Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, and maybe we'll have like a Bowser. I mean, the possibilities really are endless with the Nintendo brand. And, but I guess it's just up to Nintendo to allow them to do that. I mean, we saw the Steam uh, exclusive uh, outfits for like Half-Life and Portal and stuff like that come to the PlayStation, which was 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 mind blowing. Um, I don't think that the Nintendo skins will leak into the other versions of the game, though, just because Nintendo is pretty um, protective of their IPs. You never know, but then again, you know, they're going to, like, melt and dry. They're going to try to, like, get as many Nintendo properties as possible into this. I mean, if I was Fall Guys, I would, too. I mean, they're an indie developer run by uh, a YouTuber, and uh, it, it's, 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 it's a pretty big deal to get any Nintendo licensed product for your game, let alone get onto the system and have your trailer show in the actual direct like the official nintendo direct it's not like an indie showcase no this is like the actual big time thing this is pretty cool for them right callus right yeah nothing more to say about (laughs) (laughs) let's let's move on to stubs the motherfucking zombie um, this is an old xbox original game it was only on the xbox it was a bop how is it aged, though? I don't know. I have not played it since the Xbox days. Um, but Subs with a Zombie and Subs the Zombie and Rebel Without a Pulse um, is a crazy game where you play as Stubbs the Zombie and you just are trying to turn everyone into zombies, including you know military, regular people, etc., etc. And essentially, you win the game by converting everyone into zombies throughout the levels um it's it's it it doesn't seem to be getting like any remaster or remake uh touches and it has been confirmed that it will be coming to other systems as well just the same kind of like hd version of the game i never played it so it'll be interesting to see um what people say about it to see if it still holds up because yeah it does look pretty fun yeah you know like i said it it was a bop back in the day um but i haven't played it in a millennia and any copy of the original game that you want to buy is like up in the hundreds of dollars used so that just kind of goes to show how uh, rare the game actually is wow didn't know (laughs) all right so um the next game we're going to talk about is another uh ea game it's called knockout city um it's pretty much dodgeball with fortnite graphics (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't, I'm not sure exactly what you do in it, but I guess the main gist of it is just you try to knock out other players. They can catch the ball. Um, they can pass the ball. They can try and knock you out. Um, they can turn players into balls also, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yep, you can turn players into balls. It's a, it's a very balls-forward game. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. But it was a pretty uninteresting trailer. It was very kiddie, so I guess this is going to... Um, you know, be more focused towards the, uh, a kids game. Um, and I, I do. Is, did they say if it was free to play? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember, but it was a very weird trailer because I mean they put all these different characters on screen. Like there was this ogre and uh, like a SWAT guy. Oh like, yeah, princess. Like what was that all about? Yeah, it was that was really weird. They have like all these, all three of these characters with different art styles. And then you go into the game, and like I said, it's like Fortnite graphics, you know, just like a cartoony, kind of like plain-looking kind of thing to it. Um, they weren't even actually in the game. Like, they were kind of like costumes in the game. Like, you know, you could tell, like, the ogre was the ogre because he was green. Um, so, I yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I thought it was going to be like some sort of, like, hero brawler from Ubisoft or something. You know, you get you got Rainbow Six Siege character in there, and, you know, here's you know, whatever character in there. And it turned out to just yeah. be a run-of-the-mill trailer for a um, pretty, pretty boring-looking game. <laughs> yeah, I kind of almost preferred they went with, like, literally any other art style besides the one that I actually went with. <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty generic. That is true, that is true. Well, speaking of something that's not generic, but kind of generic, uh, Samurai Warriors 5 was announced during this. Um, it's in the same vein as a Dynasty Warriors game, where you play as a samurai who is just beating up tons and tons of enemies over and over and over again. If you're a fan of this you know, type of style of game like Dynasty Warriors or even the new Legend of Zelda games like Age of Calamity. Um, this is going to be one for you. The art style is um, pretty nice. Uh, it's got like a kind of like um, a penciled kind of look to like the corner, like the, the sides of the character models and stuff like that. And I really like I hope that's not just for the trailer because I actually really like that kind of art style. It does look pretty cool. It's sort of like um like those Street Fighter style characters with like the the large um like the borders and stuff. Yeah. But the game itself, I mean, I'm not a Warriors guy. I'm not like a Musou player, but uh you know, it has its fans, so I'm sure a lot of people are excited over it. Yeah, and apparently it's been a pretty long time since Samurai Warriors 4 came out, so this is a pretty big reveal. And actually, I was I was joking during the live stream, the live react um I was like, oh, they bringing back that GameCube pinball pinball game where you like run over um, soldiers with a pinball. <laughs> yeah, Odama. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been so cool. I, I I'm actually um a little disappointed that the, it wasn't that, but ah, they should bring that back. What, yeah, they really should. That was that was a that was that, that was I hate to use the word again, but it was a bop. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, but I haven't played it because I don't have the microphone. Oh, that's right. You do need the microphone attachment for that. I, I specifically yep. bought that microphone for Mario Party, but ended up using it more so for, for the pinball games. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, next up, uh, there was a teaser for a game called Star Wars Hunters. Um, at the end of it, they revealed that it is a third-person shooter, pretty much. Um, it's going to be free to play. It's going to feature your favorite Star Wars factions, not characters. So you'll have a Jedi, a Wookiee, 
a clone trooper, I think, was in there. Um, uh, another clone trooper or a stormtrooper. <laughs> um, nothing was really revealed about it, so I don't really have any opinions on it. Being a Star Wars fan myself, maybe I'll try it out, but it looks like it's going to be like a baby version of like a Battlefield game or a Battlefront game. We'll see. I mean, it was made by Singa, so take that from that what you will. <laughs> All right, name name two of their games. Two of the games they had like a uh-huh. the soda pop game. The <laughs> they had so many games back in the day, like mobile games, uh-huh. like free to play games. Yeah. And stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let the record show that Callus could not name two of their games. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, Monster Hunter Rise had a pretty uh, cool trailer to it. Now I'm not a fan of Monster Hunter at all. I do like the you know the look of the game and you know the the big creatures and stuff like that. Um, but this trailer showed off some of the new monsters you'll be uh, fighting against, including a giant spider, a giant armadillo, um, and uh, there was like some sort of like flame monster in there. It showed off that they were bringing back Apex Monsters, which I guess is a big deal in the Monster Hunter community. And then also there's a new mode called Rampage Mode. Um, Kallus, what do you think? I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, like, every time I see one of these trailers, I'm like, oh, I should really jump into one of these games, but I did try the demo, and it's just, like, so overwhelming, and it's like, I don't think it's my type of game, but if I had, like, hundreds of hours to spare, I would definitely get into it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen lots of gameplay. Uh, I played, uh, the Monster Hunter game that was on the PS4 when that came out. Um, it's just, it really, yeah, it really is just overwhelming. There's just so much that you need to do in that game in order to beat the monsters that you're going against um but it like just like with uh, any other game on this list it has its fans and i'm sure they're very happy about uh how this game is turning out and this was actually the game that they used to test the the beta they used to test the new multiplayer service that they might be bringing out um and uh, i guess people reported that it worked really well um, so hopefully that means that they'll be updating the rest of their servers so that we can finally play Smash Brothers without super lag. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Speaking of Mario, though, um, the big prediction, the bold prediction that I made on Twitter before the Direct was that they are going to show off a new Mario Golf game. And yes, they did. Yeah. And boy, was it sweet. Woo. Yeah, I love Mario Golf. Like I, the last one I played, or the last one that came out, I believe, was on the 3DS. And yeah, I played the hell out of that one, and I'm super excited for this one. And I'm especially excited that they're bringing back uh, story mode, which was great. Like back in the GameCube and like Game Boy Advance days, when they like all these sports games had story modes that were like, you know, they weren't like very into it, and you gotta like do these missions and level up, and you know. Uh, have stats that you can upgrade and stuff like that. It's I can't wait. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be more of like a story mode rather than like Mario Tennis where it was like, okay, here's a bunch of challenges um, but other than that, you know, it's just a run-of-the-mill story kind of thing. So they did show that you are going to up- upgrade stats on your character. You'll be able to use your character in regular golf matches and in the new speed ru- uh, the speed golf mode. 
Um, those are the, really the only things that they showed off, though. Um, and I know some people were kind of like, oh, I'm kind of disappointed they didn't show off more. But me personally, as a big fan of Toadstool Tour, I still play it to this day. Um, this looks like it's going to be right up my alley. Yes, I do wish that there was more like the golf courses were like maybe a little bit more Mario themed. But they did really only show off like the first, the probably the first course, which is like usually the most generic in any of these games. Um, but I am really yeah, excited. I'm sure they're gonna have the sorry. No, I'm okay. sure they're gonna have like the the Mario themed courses in there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, they'll, they'll probably have a desert level, an ice level, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm really excited for the speed golf mode. It, it just looks like it's gonna be so much fun to play with your friends. Um, you you literally in this mode, you're trying to um, get to the uh, the pin the fastest. So you're trying to get the get to the hole the fastest. Um, and you'll ha you have like moves that you can use to knock people out of the way and sprint and and get there faster. Um, it looks like it's just going to be a, a lot of fun, and um, I've already pre-ordered it myself. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and I really hope that the online is not broken on this one. Yes, <laughs> well, <laughs> the only time will tell. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely this is the one that I'm also definitely getting day one. Same. Here, well, you know, whenever Nintendo decides to ship it to me, they they were pretty good with the 3D All Stars, so I have faith in them. Cool. All right, um, here was something that was way out of left field. Uh, Metopia is returning, and it's coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, as a person who used the 3DS a lot back in the day, I will say that this was uh, uh, quite a shock. Um, but, uh, a welcomed one, I guess I would say. Now, is it something that I'm going to buy? Probably not, especially if it's like, you know, $40 or something that if the, if the, they haven't revealed the price yet, but you know, Nintendo with their prices, they, they'll try and stick you. I don't think it'll sell if they, if they put it for anything more than 20. Um, but, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, it's the same as the original game, you know, using your Miis to battle and stuff like that. Um, did you ever play Miitopia back in the day, Callus? No, it was one that was also definitely interested in, but I never got around to. Uh, I didn't really buy too many games in those days because, you know, I was mainly concentrating on racing the kids. I was mainly concentrating on Street Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually play this one? Yeah, I played it a little bit, but I mostly stayed in like that, like I said, the Street Pass thing because um, you you could literally walk past people and they their Mies would get downloaded to your not downloaded but would be on your 3ds and you would use their Mies to go through like this rpg stage so even though i had metopia i was more interested in just doing that rpg battling system um right and that i mean you know metopia was like it was nice but yeah it just it just didn't have the same charm because you weren't you know it, it's you weren't using people's Mies that you just kind of you know met in the wild you know you would go to gamestop and you would bring in your 3ds and all of a sudden you would have a hundred new me's at your disposal to throw at rpg monsters but in metopia you just had kind of had your own crew and you really couldn't do anything too crazy with it but don't like whatever friends you have on your friends list wouldn't they like their me's show up on the game it's my understanding well you know callus i didn't really have too many friends <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do. Th I do think that would happen. That's that's true. Okay, cool. Let's move on to Legend of Mana is getting a remake or a remaster, I guess I would say on the on the Switch. Um, even though I'm not a fan of of these games, it does look really nice. Uh, the art style is 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 remastered, but it's the same pixelized you know pixel art style. Unlike the um, 
the Ghost Ghouls and Goblins remake that's coming out, which completely changed the art style. This one kept its art style, and it looks much better for it. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely looks gorgeous. I mean, they basically took like the Game Boy Advance graphics and just like blew it up to HD, and it looks it looks great. Did you uh, did you play this one back in the day? No, not a fan of the Mana games. Ah, so this is not for you either. No, probably not. Um, they also revealed that Outer Wilds will be coming to the Switch. Um, this was this was that strangely it was towards the beginning of ugh, excuse me towards the beginning of the direct, and I didn't I didn't feel like this was like a fourth or fifth reveal um, you know type game. I mean it I haven't played it myself yet, but it does look really interesting. It has a really cool vibe to it. I, I this is another one of those games that's like well. Does it deserve to come after Fall Guys after the Smash Brothers reveal? I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely excited for it. Um, I mean, I I have it on Game Pass, so I'll probably play it there. But yeah, uh, I remember like back in 2019 when it came out, it, it definitely had a lot of people talking, and uh, definitely got me very excited to play it at at some point in the future. Yeah, it's crazy. Outer Wilds came out, and then also Outer Worlds came out the same year. So you really had to remember which was which when you were talking right? about things. <laughs> Um, so they also revealed that uh, two games that never were released in the uh, the West, right, or the East? Yeah, whatever. It wasn't they, these West. <laughs> the West. Um, Famicom Detective Club. Both of the games are coming to the Switch in uh, Europe and America. Um, these are like uh, they're like um, what? What would you say? Point and click type games. I guess you would say sort of like graphic novels where you get to make a, like a lot of choices and I guess there's some kind of like investigative uh, mini games that you can play stuff like that yeah so those two games are going to be coming uh, I think it was relatively soon that they said they were coming and they got a uh, graphical overhaul um, they have improved animations and stuff like that um, it definitely I, I looked it up during the stream it's definitely a big improvement per se in the graphical department and stuff like that um, and I guess, uh, we'll see what people think when that comes out. Do you remember if they said if, if you can switch to the classic graphical style at any time? That was my question, and they did not say, so I'm guessing it's a big N-O. It's, they're a bit pricey, too, like, at $35 each, I don't know about that. Oh, snap, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's, uh, that's not gonna sell too well, I don't think. We'll see. Which, that, that's, and that's why I'm afraid Metopia is gonna be, like, 40 bucks or something, you know? I, I almost guarantee you that Metopia is going to be at least 40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Callus, Wee Woo New Waifu Alert, because the next game we're talking yeah, yeah. about is Neon White, which is a game where you go to heaven to kill demons. Sorry, I'm trying to be like the direct. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was so funny. Um, but this game does have new waifu material in it. Um, it is a first-person uh, card-based sh- like action game where you use cards to dispose of demons. Um, so, like when you see a demon, I guess you like use like a- your pistol card, and the demon will die. Or you can like it's kind of like Slay the Spire, where you burn cards in order to get better cards. Um, it's kind of a cool concept. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it on the Switch. If it comes to other other systems, I'll, I would definitely rather play a game like this on like mouse and keyboard, especially with how precise the platforming is in the game. Um, but what did you think of it, Callus? It definitely looks like right out my alley. I I love weird games like this that combine like two different like unexpected genres and blends them in together. 
So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. I can't wait to see what uh, other people think about of it. And what do you what do you think of that uh, that that character, Callus? Oh yeah, the girl in the purple. Yeah. Yeah, there New we waifu. go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We can agree on something. <laughs> Already bought a poster for her. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> In bigger news, uh, No More Heroes 3 uh, has a release date now. Um, they showed off more gameplay than they've, I think, showed off ever. Um, it definitely looks like it's going to be the same kooky, crazy kind of uh, No More Heroes game that you expect. It's coming August 27th, so if you're a fan of the series, you don't have to wait long. Me, personally, I, I have them on my list. I want to play these games pretty badly. Um, it's just a matter of... Will it be chosen? Uh, these these are games that I really do want to play on on stream because they just they're so wacky and I just want people to see like the beauty in the craziness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these are the kind of games that are like they're awesome, they're crazy, they're funny, or they're unexpected. They have like so much crazy things going on. But the the one area that I kind of feels is a bit weak is like the actual gameplay. So uh, we'll see how this one is. Yeah, and um, the uh, remastered, I guess, not remastered, but re-released versions of the game, um, they took out the motion controls if you wanted to, um, so you don't have to use motion controls with the games, which you can. And then No More Heroes 3, doesn't, I didn't see anything motion control-like in the trailers, so I'm guessing they're going with more of a button style for that stuff as well. But it is we'll a game see, that... I'm excited um, for this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it, and I, I mean, I do want to play the other games first, so if it takes me a little while to get to this one, so be it. Now I don't. They didn't say anything about if you have to play the other games in order to play this one, but I'm guessing it's a good idea just to kind of get warmed up to the series. Plus, Callus, this is another game that combines many genres throughout it. There's um, in the trailer we they saw like first-person horror. Genre they can think of. Uh, there was turn-based strategy. Um, there was a simulator, simulator mon, uh, lawn mowing. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> so this this might be a game that is really right up your alley. Yeah, I believe the second one also had like a lot of different things they can do. Like I know the second one had the lawn mowing and stuff, and a whole bunch of different eight uh, bit style mini games and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, on brand with the series <laughs> for sure. Speaking of brands, um, DC uh, revealed their game called DC Superheroes Girls Teen Power, uh, which. Um, <laughs> It looked about as good as you expected it to look. The art style is pretty bad. The voiceover for the game was pretty bad. And to top it all off, um, they have uh, murderers in the game um, in Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is clearly aimed at kids, but I mean, with a $60 price point, is it really going to sell to the kids? I, 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 I was expecting it to be a free-to-play game, honestly. Um, and especially with how like the graphics aren't real, uh, the, the graphics are pretty minimalistic. Even the city looks really plain. Um, and this just isn't like the quality that I would expect from DC, especially nowadays after all the different games that they've put out. And what a, I mean, superhero girls, I, I mean, the comic books, I never read them because obviously they're for small children. Um, and this is also going to be something that I'm never going to play. Mark my words, Callus. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it out if it's. Pr <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it does have plenty of waifus. Ah, but they're underage, Callus. Oh, they are. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's superhero girls. Everyone except oh, for Wonder power. Woman. Never mind. All right, Teen Power. Everyone except for Wonder Woman, Cal. All right. Uh, All right, move on. Yeah, on. let's move past. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium. 
Um, just another collection of old uh, old games being put onto the Switch. I don't know if this one has anything different that other games in the same genre have. Um, do you know if it's a unique game in that style, Callus? Um, there's been like so many different arcade collections. Uh, the one thing that I did see that is a highlight for this particular game, I don't know if the other ones have it, is you can... Uh, not only are they are they safe states, but you can also like kind of slow down the game, like actually do play the games in a slower mode, which is something that I haven't seen before. Yeah, that'll be nice for like the bullet hell type games, like 1941 and 19XX, which are two games that I played a ton of um, back in the day. Um, like I said on stream, it was one of the first games that gave me Carpal Tunnel um, when I was <laughs> a kid, and I was like, "What the heck happened?" Because uh, I you you know, the fire the gun, you gotta keep pressing. The, the fire button you can't just hold it down because you'll do a charge shot and I never wanted to do those um, but the but most of the games look like they they I mean it's not like they've been remastered or anything but they do have um, the same like kind of like arcade cabinet style to them you know which I think will be really nostalgia fueling um, and it might be something that I pick up in the future just because uh, I really do enjoy the uh, the 1941 game. And really, the only place that you can play the actual version of it is on, like, an emulator. So it'll, it'll be pretty cool. I mean, am I going to buy this game just for one game or two games? Uh, yeah, you know, I've done it before <laughs> with, like, the um, the the, uh, the the Capcom one, so... I think you were meant to say 1943, you stupid noob. It's a 1941. Yeah, it's, 19, it's 1941. <laughs> 1943 is uh, no. the next game. Oh, right. And they say I, that 1943 will be uh, releasing for free. Ah. And then, like, all the other ones will be purchasable in packs, I believe. It's, I'm a little bit confused on the pricing on, on everything. That's kind of that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what's not bullshit? Tales from the Borderlands is back after being off of digital storefronts and uh, not being sellable in physical form. Um, Tales from the Borderlands is officially coming back, and I believe they that that uh, Gearbox has pretty much bought the rights to distribute the game now since Telltale went under and is now under new management. Um, actually, Telltale's logo and name have been completely stripped from the game um, because it is a Borderlands game, and 2K and Gearbox own the Borderlands franchise. So it's nice to see this game coming back. It is probably one of the better uh, Telltale games out there. And if you haven't played it yet, it does include a lot of new characters and characters you'll see in like Borderlands 3, but it also includes a lot of um, older characters from like Borderlands 2, uh, 1, and even the pre-sequel, which are really fun cameos and stuff like that. So if you're a fan of Borderlands, this is a must-play game simply because there is uh, it is canon with the with uh, the rest of the universe. Um, and it also gives you a little bit more backstory to people like Vaughn and and Reese, uh, and uh, also gives you uh, some nice other characters to uh, to to have fun with as well. You know, I've never played any of the Telltale games at all. That's hard to believe because they're, they're. I mean, have have you played <laughs> uh, um, Max and? Oh, Seven Max. Yeah, yeah Seven that Max. I've played. You've played that, so you have played a Telltale game. Yeah. Okay. And Back to the Future, right, the video that game, that was Telltale as well. That one I haven't played. <laughs> that's that's a classic. Um, the early Telltale games had a lot more going on with them, of course, um, just because you know had you had to combine things in your inventory. Um, it was more story-driven than ever. It was less choice-based, but you still had some choice in there, like... Um, I think the Jurassic Park game was, like, the first one that had, like, multiple choices and quick quick actions to do, like, the quick tab actions. But once The Walking Dead came out and sold massively and you know, was, was, uh, announced as game of the year that year. 
they decide to go with that formula for the rest of their time as a company, which might have been a bad idea. But good news yeah, is that, Sam and Max is coming back on the Switch. Um, they've already released the first game, and uh, they're going to be releasing the second game. So if you want to relive those days, there you go. Yeah, those are great and hilarious, so I would definitely, definitely recommend playing those. And I heard that um, Tales from the Borderlands is also like uh, probably one of the funniest Telltale games. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely feels like a Borderlands game without the Borderlands gameplay in it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, that's going to be coming out um, soon. It's already available on other storefronts, um, so if you want to pick that up, you can. Callus, how big of a Xenoblade Chronicles fan are you? Not very. I've played them before, but I've I haven't actually finished any of the Xenoblade games. <laughs> All right. So, what's your hype level for Pyra and Mithra being in Smash Brothers? My hype is is coming from like a Smash Brothers fan kind of point of view, to where like these are new characters to play with, and they these do look pretty fun. But yeah, I have no connection to the Xenoblade series, so not too excited. Uh, but at the same time. I'm, I'm glad that they chose a female character this time because they've been putting out like so many male characters, you know. Yeah. They finally put a waifu out. Um, so uh, you said this during the stream um, that people in the Smash community might be a little bit upset because it is another sword-wielding Smash character. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, there's so many sword characters between... <laughs> All the Fire Emblem characters... Yep, Fire Emblem and like the last one that came out, uh, what was his name? Uh, Sephiroth, also a sword character. It's like swords everywhere. Yeah. And I really was hoping that they would add more goofy kind of characters, like, you know, off the wall characters. Like Banjo Kazooie, like, that was great. And everyone went crazy. And for like that first pack of characters, like, I think there was only one in there that people were like, eh, to, you know? Because they were all kind of crazy, kooky characters. They came out of left field. You know, you weren't exactly expecting some of them. But recently, there's just been, like, a slew of characters that's just, like... I, I Like, I understand that people are hyped about, you know, Sephiroth and these characters. But for someone... Sephiroth. But for someone like me who, like, I play Smash Brothers to play as Wario, who eats people. Or, you know, I play as King K. Rule, who shoots cannonballs and throws his crown. Or, you know, I, I, I like those more <laughs> Nintendo cartoony characters. And I was really hoping for maybe some other you know, characters kind of like maybe Rayman or even Crash to make an appearance. Of course, there's legal stuff that, that's in there that, that's barring some things from happening. But I'm just, from from a person, from my perspective, I'm a little bit more disappointed than most people about this just because it's like, it's two characters, I have no clue who they are. The reveal doesn't do anything for me. And they're characters that I'll never play as. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they put, like, all the giant characters they have planned for uh, the character expansion one and like the second expansion is like kind of an afterthought that like i don't think they even plan to do like a second expansion set of characters but here we are with the success of smash i guess yeah they had to go for it yeah and it is the ultimate game callus it's in the, it's in the title <laughs> that it is um so callus have you played age of calamity no, I have not, but I really do want to. I actually recently got the other uh, Hyrule Warriors, the first one, uh, for the, the re-release on the Switch, and it's pretty fun, and I did play the demo for Age of Calamity, and it is, like, something I eventually will buy, so I am excited for so it. So maybe you are a Dynasty Warriors fan after all. <laughs> I have played some in the past. I'm not a huge fan, but because they're, like, so repetitive, but every once in a while, yeah, I'll definitely play one. So I would say that Hyrule Warriors got 
pretty snubbed during this. Um, it got a grand total of 40 seconds of anything, um, and it was just kind of like still <laughs> images that they did show. Um, but they did show the expansion pass and what they're planning on doing in this expansion pass. So the expansion pass is going to be $20 USD. Um, in May, they're planning on releasing a new weapon for Link and a new costume for Link. Wave 1, which will be available starting in June 2021, there'll be an expanded roster, newly added weapon types, new challenges in the Royale Ancient Lab, and newly added challenging enemies. And then in Wave 2, which will be later in the year in November, they'll be adding new character vignettes, vignettes? New vignettes, new stages, and a more expanded roster, and a new battle skill for existing characters. Now, um, if you're a fan of Asia Calamity, maybe you'll know what all this means. Uh, as for me, I just go, okay, it's twenty dollars, which is probably less than most expansion passes for most games. So it's got to be a decent deal, at least. I'm kind of imagining there's going to be like some sort of definitive edition same with like the first Hyrule Warrior so maybe just wait for that yeah probably if you're if you haven't gotten it yet probably wait for that all right Kallus we're moving on to the big news that's right oh yeah project triangle strategy has been revealed <laughs> which is pretty much um this it has the same graphics as Octopath Traveler it has the same visual style has the same it seems like it's the same everything except that this game is a real time i'm sorry it's a Wait, is it a real-time strategy game? No, turn-based. It's a turn-based strategy game. Um, a little bit different from the original game, which is a um, is a turn-based game, but this one's more in the vein of like Fire Emblem, I guess you would say. And it's more in in line of uh, actually Final Fantasy Tactics, which I'm a huge fan of, so I'm super duper excited over this one. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, even for me, who's not a fan of uh, this series, I mean, the graphics kind of drew me in. Um, and I, I, I think that the new style will drag drag in more people like Callus. Um, I don't I like I, I have never played Octopath Traveler, so um, I don't know if the lore is going to continue on in this game. But I will say that they better think of some better names for this stuff. Um, the Salt Iron War, Callus, because it's a war They're over <laughs> salt and iron. Very original, very <laughs> thoughtful. And then also the name of the game, Triangle Strategy. Now, if they stay with that, like they did with Octopath Traveler, I think more people are going to be just bizarrely just doing the what-the-fuck face because that is probably one of the worst names that I've heard for something like this. Um, I think they kept the Octopath Traveler name because, like, so, like so many people already called it that. They said, you know, might as well, everyone already knows it as that, so might as well keep it as that. Um, can I imagine they're going to do the same thing here? They're just going to drop the project and just call it Triangle Strategy, which... Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get used to it by then. <laughs> so, yeah, they're... But actually, this... Sorry, this is, uh, like, an actually uh, a brand new story, so it has nothing to do with Octopath Traveler. All right, so if you're not a fan of Octopath Traveler, you can jump right in. And there is a demo available right now. The game is not set to release this year. It is coming next year, um, of course, pending, obviously, because who knows what's going to happen in the next few years. And I played the demo, and it's awesome. All right. Well, there you go. First-hand encounter. Yeah, definitely download and check it out yourself. Is there anything, like, super, super unique about it? Or is it just kind of like, um, you know, something that you've already kind of played, but, you know, you're familiar with it, I guess I would say. Well, I mean, there's been so many uh, strategy games in this type over the years, and the last one I played was Final Fantasy Tactics on the PS1, so <laughs> I can't really 
talk about how unique it is, but it feels very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics if you play that. There are like new elements to where there you can like uh there's like weaknesses to fire and ice and you know these characters can create different things like an ice wall and stuff like that. So it does seem like they're trying to do different uh cool things. Well yeah, sounds cool. I'm gonna have to download the demo myself. All right, so uh, just recently revealed Ninja Gaiden Master Collection uh, is going to be available on the Switch, and it's actually coming to other consoles as well. If you're a fan of the newer version of Ninja Gaiden, it's going to include Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3. Obviously, uh, we've all heard the stories about Ninja Gaiden 3. There's a really good video called What Happened to Ninja Gaiden 3 that, that, is, um, that is on YouTube. It's a really good one if you want to check that out. Um, essentially, this is like a third-person, hardcore uh, fighting game um, where you're a ninja, and it's intense. Um, I've not played any of these games, so I'm hoping Callus can explain a little bit better of what it's about. <laughs> the only one I played is Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, I believe it was on the Xbox 360. And yeah, it's definitely like it's very similar to uh, Devil May Cry. It's like a very fast-paced action game you gotta like really perfect like you're dodging and parrying if you really want to survive because this game is brutal yeah i've heard the horror stories about this one um people like a challenge you know um and this one definitely goes the goes the distance with that it's not souls like um but i guess at times it can really feel like you're just beating your head against a wall uh when going through this game so be prepared be prepared for I believe this is uh, by the, t- the same team that made uh, went on to make Nio. Yeah, yeah, yep. So it might have. A, okay, I, so I think it, it has a very different style, though. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, definitely very different style. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we skip past World's End Club? Go right ahead. All right. So uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, the one thing, uh, actually, one, <laughs> the one thing I do want to say about this is it is from the makers of Danganronpa, which fans of that like they absolutely love that game and this is their next game so that's going to be one thing to look forward to the the one thing i'm going to say is the story i'm pretty sure it's going to be like over the top crazy so i guess we have that to look forward to so you're saying if you like no more heroes you may like this game no more heroes don't you mean danganronpa (laughs) i don't know I don't know, Callus. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> Say it with me. Dun gun rumpa. Um, Callus, let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, Animal Crossing X Super Mario. I'm going to let you take this one, Callus. Take it away. All right, so Super Mario items are heading to Animal Crossing. So everything from, like, mushrooms to blocks to warp pipes that are actually going to let you transport yourself from one side of the island to the other are going to be coming to animal crossing uh yeah that's pretty much it it's just gonna come in an update uh do you know when they said uh i don't think they said exactly when oh it's available it says available now uh coming february 25th oh animal okay so okay this is dumb it says soon it says animal crossing is available now but the update isn't coming until the 25th of february (laughs) (laughs) oh okay um how how big of a game changer is those warp pipes well, <laughs> I'm like a little bit excited for it because like walking from one side of the island to the other does take like a little bit of time. But I mean, it's nothing like that's like super annoying. So it's not that big of a change. 
And uh, how many turnips are you going to farm to get all the items for them? <laughs> there was a time where I farmed so many turnips that I have like millions and millions of bells left over. Like I have been spending and spending and I've still got like more than 5 million bells left over. So I'm thinking I'm good. <laughs> oh man, you're going to be the new Tom Nook. Watch out. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to be available. Free update available the 25th of February. So it's coming relatively soon. Um, big standout for me is um, there is a Wario stash that you can get. So that's pretty cool. But there's no that's Waluigi nice. stuff in there, which... Look, I understand, like, no one wants to talk about Waluigi anymore. Oh, he's uncircumcised. <laughs> it's like... But he's still, a, he's still like, one of my favorite characters. Come on. I, I, ever since Double Dash. They didn't show him in Mario Golf, did they? No. I think they're shunning him, honestly. I think the Waluigi for Smash community has killed any chances of him coming back as a character at all. Shame of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we're, we're ready to move on to um, the go do a bathroom break uh, reveal. Um, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for <laughs> Neighborville Complete Edition is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, it is just a, an expanded version of Garden Warfare 2, except they've took taken out a lot of the fun things that were in Garden Warfare 2, including like a, um, um, the the whole like regular battle area where you can have friends join you. and It's, it's a very trimmed-down version of the game, and it's not just on the Switch that it's trimmed down. It's every single console. Um, I bought it... Uh, I think it was two years ago when the game originally came out. It was in like a some sort of like beta early access mode on the PlayStation, and it was like it, it was like twenty dollars less to get it, and it was just disappointing from the get go. The new characters really weren't that fun to play as. The old characters still were pretty fun. I didn't mind them, but um, I don't know. There's there's there was something lost when they dropped the Garden Warfare name and just and they went to Battle for Neighborville. Um, I I will still forever stand by that that garden warfare 2 was one of my favorite games for that year when it came out it's still a great game but this this one um i wouldn't pay full price for it again uh, i should say and i don't think uh, people should be paying full price for it honestly and i think you mentioned this during the stream it seems like it's a free-to-play game to most people who are just kind of looking out you know from the outside who haven't played it yet um, but no it is actually a 40 dollar game that they're trying to sell that's a bit disappointing. Uh, I haven't played this, but I did play a lot of uh, Garden Warfare 2, and that was so much fun. Yeah. It, it just it kind of was like the full package. Um, even though they call this one the Complete Edition, I don't know what else they... They're, I don't know why it's called the Complete Edition. I mean, I don't, I don't even think there was DLC for this game, but whatever. An interesting note, though, and I don't know if this is just... Uh, if they already have released these Joy-Cons, but there is a green and purple Joy-Con set... Uh, attached to the switch so i'm wondering if there's going to be a special rev um uh, new joint cons for garden warfare not garden warfare but plants vs zombies hmm? of all the games you're going to do joke cons for that i don't know i mean they're in the trailer huh <laughs> uh, but that's coming march 19th if you're interested um okay callus what's bravely default bravely default 2 is a sequel to bravely default 1 Ah. But a continuation of Bravely Second, <laughs> if that makes any sense to you. <laughs> Wait, what's Bravely Second? That was a sequel that came out on the 3DS to Bravely Default. They called it Bravely Second, but I guess it was not actually the second okay. game in the Bravely Default series. It's very confusing. Ah, okay. 
<laughs> um, that is available to pre-order now. Um, the demo is available on the eShop, and it seems like, I mean, in in this Nintendo Direct, it says it's coming the 26th of February, so you have, I mean, it's almost less than a week that it's coming out, so fans oh, of really? that oh, game, wow. uh, rejoice. I mean, the game style, it's great. It's like a traditional RPG, and the music is amazing. It's fantastic. Go listen to the soundtrack. But the graphics just kill me. This That's the only thing keeping me away, just the, the art style. Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the art style either. Um, but, of course, uh, I'm not a fan of most JRPG-type games, so I'm a bad, uh, right. a bad person to ask about that. <laughs> so then you'll hate the next one. Yes, uh, Saga Frontier Remastered. What is... Does Saga stand for something? No, that's just the name, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many Saga games from, like, the... It's like a side team of the, the Final Fantasy people that created these, like, overly complex RPG games that are just, like... They got so much going on, which people either hate it or love it. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not something that I will look into. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the graphical style is uh, reminiscent of the old days, right? Um, yeah, it is a uh, remastered of, I don't know which one. I think it's like a PS1 saga game. I'm not sure. And uh, that actually does it for the the Nintendo Direct for America. I will say um, they didn't mention this, but they did uh, do a little... They were like... Um, Bef- they did like the Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. They were like, oh, remember, this game came out recently, so you should go buy it. And then immediately after, <laughs> he was like, and now watch this. And everyone's like, oh my god, a new Mario uh, whatever game. <laughs> but no, instead they showed, uh, what What did they show? They showed something really out of left field. I think it was I think it was Samurai Warriors 5 that they showed after that. It was like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> why would you show that after the Mario tease? Uh, it Another blue ball moment in the direct, which I, I guess is the um, is kind of like the, the theme of this yeah, direct. Yeah, the theme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the blue ball direct. Exactly. But that's it. That's that's all the that's all the big stories from the direct. Um, overall, Calus, what would you rate it out of ten? Out of ten, oh, I mean, the most exciting announcement here, honestly, for me, was Mario Golf. Same. So, and you know, a couple of more exciting things. But yeah, overall, kind of everything just I feel like should have been left out. Like all these paid advertisements should have been left out and should have just been kept like the exciting stuff until maybe like a 30 minute direct. So yeah, I guess I would have to give it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that there was a good amount in here that was just not for me. So I can't like I can't rate it too highly because like even though I'm really happy that directs are back and I'm glad that it got the viewership that it got, um, it just it just seemed like it was more geared towards fans of other things that are not you know like Mar- like like Mario Gar- Golf was like the number one thing from this direct for me personally. Stubbs the Zombie was cool to see, but then it gets revealed the next day that it's coming to all platforms anyways, so it's not like it's a Nintendo exclusive. And that happened with a few things on here, which. Is it you know I, I understand you know you got the rights to reveal it first but I mean if if I have the choice to get it on a different console I mean I I love Nintendo but if it's not a Nintendo licensed game I'm gonna get it on a different console you know I'm I'm gonna get it somewhere else like PC or PlayStation and that's just my preference. Yeah, so you can get it like a achievements and trophies and stuff. Yeah tr- yeah yeah even Epic even the Epic Store is adding achievements and stuff like that to select games. Um so then you know the the Switch is kind of 
falling behind on that part of the equation. Um, but then again, like everything sells gangbusters on the Switch for some reason. Like there have been so many games that have sold best on on Switch when they're like third party titles. So it's true. You know, it'll find a success. And just look at how the numbers for Mario Kart 8 just keep rising every year. I mean, obviously, it's a very popular console, and I understand why people are using it as their main console. Me, personally, I got my PS5, so... <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be playing most things on that or my PC, so... But uh, there are a few things that I was excited for in here, and I'm going to have to give it... Um, I'm probably going to give it, like, a 4. 4 out of 10, honestly. It's, a little, it's like a below oh. average for me, just because... Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that's just wasn't interesting to me. I was even starting to get like the yawns during some of the presentation, and when that starts to happen in in like a less than hour presentation, you know you're doing something wrong. Um, so, yeah, gonna have to give it a four. Yeah. All right then. Okie dokie. Well, Callus, I appreciate you coming on for this segment. Um, where can people find you? You can find me in Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, basically all socials under at Just Callis. And that is J-U-S-T-K-A-L-A-S. That's right. That is right, right? I spelled it right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> any final statements? Um, uh, you want to say anything about uh, your love for Calamaria or um, anything that you want to mention? The one thing I'm going to mention is I have a very special Calamaria package coming soon so look forward to that on my socials Ooh. it's the calabaria yeah. official fleshlight <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding and please invite me back on the next direct which will be in summer surely yes bold prediction by callus oh yeah i guarantee it yeah nintendo's kind of weird with their with their stuff um everyone was expecting N N nintendo directs to be over um, but hey, they're back, and um, hopefully we'll get two more this year at least, because that would be pretty cool. All right, at least one more. Yeah. So if you, the listener, want to stick around for the rest of the podcast, I'll be talking about the games that I've been playing this past week, including a new plat, two new platform platinums that I got on the PS5, um, and then it will also discuss some of the, uh, you know, some of the more uh, lesser news from the week. Um, but I do appreciate you coming on, Callus, and I hope that you are on again very soon that's a fingers crossed for that next direct yeah thank you very much yeme oh it was a pleasure always always a pleasure callus all right thank you to callus for uh helping me out with the nintendo direct news now i know hey yemi you're an hour in this is too long of a podcast but we're gonna go over some of the news that that happened during this past week, and also uh, we're going to talk about some of the games that I played um, in brief, in a, in a, in brief short. Uh, so one, uh, I, 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 okay, guys, um, I'm on a little bit of a trophy kick right now. So I ended up doing another game, 100%. That was one of my favorite games from last year, which was Bug Snacks. Um, I ended up doing the platinum for on the PS5. Still a great game. It controlled really well on the PS5, contrary to like Man Eater or something like that. Um, it, it held up. It, it felt exactly like it did on the computer, but I was using a controller. Um, some of the hap haptic feedback stuff was like not like as fun as other games, um, especially when you're using like the 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 fruit. The, the, I'm sorry, the bug snack that's inside the ball. Um, but other than that, I, it was um 
it's a really it's still a really good experience if you haven't picked it up yet i mean honestly if, if it even piques your interest a little bit i would suggest getting it. it's like it's like pokemon except you're catching you know these little snack characters and um the story is really 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 good i really enjoy the story doing all the side missions and and stuff like that and the platinum isn't isn't that difficult um Probably the hardest thing is just uh, transforming everyone completely. That's probably the hardest thing, and that's not really even that hard. Um, getting catching most of the bug snacks. Uh, there's there's multiple ways to catch some of these creatures. Um, some of them, you know, you need like to get like some of the the ones that are on fire in like the blazing areas and stuff like that, like in the desert. Um, you need to push them more towards like uh, um, a bug snack that shoots water or something like that. Contrary, uh, you know, you, if there's like a frozen bug snack, you need to thaw it, you know. Um, it's just, it's, it's really good. Once you get all the traps, um, it becomes way easier to collect bug snacks. So um, if you're going for that 100%, just hold off a little bit until you meet um, Chung Lo. Not Chung, is it Chung? No, it's not Chung Lo. <laughs> and Snorpy. Chan Lo, that's it. Chan Lo. Chanlo and Snorpy give you the like the last two that you really need for everything. Um, but yeah, I, I it's still a great game. I mean, it's it's like a four point five out of five or a nine out of ten for me. Um, it's it's definitely high up there, and that's why it was uh, so high on my top ten list. And then I also played a game called uh, Spirit of the North, which uh, it's the enhanced edition for the PS Five. The graphics were really, really nice. Um, there's a lot of locations that you go to that's like these mountainous regions, and the graphics just look really, really good. My biggest complaint about the game is that the platforming does not work at all. Like it's such, it's a pretty shit platformer, honestly. Um, and the special moves you get and stuff like that, they they add some puzzle elements to it, and it's just like, I, you know, it could have been a lot better, honestly. They they needed to really polish this game. Um, because even though the graphics look great, it, if if the game isn't like engaging and not interesting, then what's the point of me playing it? Um, I did the platinum for it just because it was easy enough and um, it didn't take too much time. Uh, the thing that took the longest amount of time, once you find all the um, like the shamans, I think they are. You have to find them all in the spirit realm, and that was very tedious and very very boring. Um, overall, it's a it's a nice game. Um, it's not as like. It's not as good as other games in the same genre that's like um, like Rise or Gris um, or Journey or Abzu, stuff like that. Games where it's more of like the, it's the spirit, it's the story, you know, it's more of like the experience, right, than actual gameplay. But this one, they tried to combine the, the platforming and stuff like that, and it just did not work out that great. Uh, plenty of glitches and, and stuff like that, and also the soundtrack looped for the entire game it did not change almost the entire game and it was very 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 annoying uh we're still playing okami on the channel um we're gonna be playing that on the weekdays and on the weekends now we're gonna be playing bloodborne and probably borderlands 2 again with the with p2 and wayne um and uh, you know if you if you want to just join the discord to keep updated with that kind of happenings all right, let's talk about some of the basic news that came out. Now, here's the thing. I know I already kind of mentioned it during the part with Callus, but um, most of the stuff that they announced uh, at the Nintendo Direct um, also was announced for, like, the PS4 and the Xbox. So, like, Stubbs the Zombie, you know, Fall Guys is coming to Xbox. Um, you know, I, I, I think I already mentioned most of them where they had, like, a dual release. Samurai Warriors 5 is also coming to P PlayStation. Um, so just keep that in mind. I'm not going to talk about them in depth because we've already done that. 
All right, Outriders, the PS4 slash PS5 game. Um, it's a like a looter shooter type game. It's a third person type game in the same vein as like Destiny. There is a demo coming out on the 25th of February. Uh, the developer came out and told you what times you'll be able to download it. So in you know Eastern Standard Time, my time zone, you'll be able to download it at 12. In Pacific Time, you'll be able to download it at 9. Um, London, 17 o'clock GMT. Um all the way to 4 o'clock AEDT in Australia on the 26th of February. The developer says that the demo is not going to be time-limited, so you can try out whatever you like even um, even after the full game has released. And it's going to be about 22 gigabytes on both the PS5 and the PS4, and you won't be able to preload it. Um, as for what's actually in the demo, you can look forward to playing through both the game's prologue and an opening chapter. It's going to include all four character classes, some side missions, and you'll even be able to transfer all your progress into the file release if you so desire. Alright, so The Sinking City, which was a PS4 game, it's getting a next-gen release on the PS5. Um, if you have this game on the PS4, though, there is not a PS5 upgrade. You cannot get it because... There was a bit of a legal dispute with this game, um, and Frogwares is now publishing the game on its own, so that's why they did the PS5 kind of remake or whatever, the upgrade, um, but you can't transfer stuff from the 4 to the 5, and you don't get the game for free on the 5, uh, which is kind of, you know, it, it makes a little bit sense because of all the legal trouble that they went through with the with this game, Um but, uh, so essentially on the 19th of February, you'll be able to download this game, which has already happened, and, uh, like I said, there's no next-gen free upgrade for this game because of ongoing legal issues, um... And, uh, you know, it's an indie developer, and they kind of got screwed over. I think I talked about it before. Frogwares was completely screwed over by a publisher, and now Frogwares is, is distributing these games on their own right now. So it's only a digital version of the game, too. Um, the game is going to run in f full 4K with 60 frames per second, um, and it's going it to have improved graphics, f fidelity, faster loading times, and dual sense uh, support. There's also a deluxe version available, which bundles in various additional quests and content. And there's a discount for PlayStation Plus members right now. In a um, post on their website, frogwares.com, they said that the Sinking City is now out on the PlayStation 5. Some of you may be asking about the platform upgrade for the game for them from the PS4 version. However, it is sadly not possible at the moment. The Sinking City on PlayStation 4 and on PlayStation 5 have different publishers on record. On PlayStation 5, Frogwares is the developer and publisher. And on the PS4... I'm sorry, as the PS4 and PS5 games have different game IDs, and due to an ongoing current legal and technical situation, the game is currently not eligible for a platform upgrade. As the situation is being handled legally, it remains frozen for the time being on our side. Thank you for for understanding and for the ongoing support. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a shitty thing. Um, hopefully they get that all sorted out so people can, can get a free upgrade. Um, I never played this game myself. It is interesting looking. It's like a Lovecraftian game, like an open world type game. I, I, I've heard it's called a sandbox, but I don't think it's really like a sandbox. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. And then don't forget that Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 is still coming from the same developer. Um, and that looks that's starting to look pretty good too. All right, so Monster Truck Championship is gonna come come to the PS5 on the 11th of March. Um, so uh, this is a you know the next game in a long run line of games that's coming to the PS5. Um, the original game launched last year on the PS4, 
And technically it is playable through backwards compatibility, but the upgrade will run at 4K and 60 frames per second. Um, in Monster Truck Championship, you'll take the wheel of 16 vehicles and enter five different types of events. Um, in these championships, you will complete in 20, compete in 25 stadiums and circuits in various cities across the United States. Taking a realistic approach to driving rather than arcade style, Monster Truck Championship gives players the chance to take part in frenzied races and pull off unbelievable aerial and ground moves. Um, the one thing that's funny, hopefully it has better uh, Monster Truck mechanics than Stuntman on the PS2. Wah, <laughs> wah. <laughs> and no, there is no PS4 to PS5 free upgrade. You'll have, to, if you already own the game, you'll have to, of course, buy it again. So, uh, not a good thing there because there's no legal battle there. I, I don't. That's not as understandable. Um, it's just developer wanting more money, I suppose, or publisher wanting more money. Whatever, you know. It's a monster truck game. Whatever. Alright, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Warzone Reload with a huge supply drop of free and premium content. So Season 2 is coming around. Um, this one is dropping the 25th of February. Um, the newest thing here is the new zombies mode, which is called Outbreak. Uh, which will serve as the next chapter of the Dark Aether story and take the agents of Requiem deep into the heart of Russia, where they'll fight to survive their greatest challenges yet. According to a blog post, the experience will take uh, place across massive play spaces throughout, an, um, uh, throughout the Ural Mountains, packed with new enemies, team objectives, player rewards, and intel to discover on foot, in vehicle, and um, by jump pads. Of course, that's not all what Treyarch has in store. With the Zombies mode, you can look forward to, a, to new field upgrades, ammo modifications, and skill tiers. While in competitive multiplayer, fans can anticipate the return of Gun Game, as well as the addition of Stockpile and Multi-Team Hardpoint. These playlists will be comp complemented by four new maps called Apocalypse, Galova, Mansion, and Miami Strike. And of course, there are four new operators as well. Um, once again, there will be a battle pass with this, uh, which, uh, of course you can buy. Um, if you don't buy it, you'll just get the free lock, uh, drops with, uh, all the blueprints and new weapons and stuff like that. Um, the game is also adding some new vehicles like the sedan and the light truck. And meanwhile, people who play Warzone should anticipate new points of interest and a couple of new game modes. Um, just to kind of look at this picture that they showed, Warzone, a dark wave approaches Verdansk. So we're not sure what that is. It looks like a ship. Um, Apocalypse, a new multiplayer map, so there's Apocalypse map, which is a 60v6 map, Golovia, which is a multi-team map, and Mansion, which is a gunfight map. Um, new Warzone mode called Resurgence Extreme and Exfiltration. New score, a new score streak will be, is called the Death Machine. And in multiplayer, uh, gun game and stockpile, of course, as I already said. New weapons, the Fara 83, the LC-10, the Machete, the E-Tool... The R1 Shadowhunter crossbow, the ZRG 20mm sniper rifle, and a new reactive uh, blueprint. It's like a green-looking blueprint. New operators, Naga, Maxis, Rivas, and Wolf. There's new prestige levels that you can get, and of course, the battle pass as well. So there you go. You're all like, hey, Yummy, when are you talking about Cold War? When I finish the campaign, I'll talk about Cold War. Okay? All right. A new game called Instinction is coming out. Um, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a next gen Dino Crisis, people are saying, or Turok. Um, so this game is called Instinction. The studio itself is asking the questions of whether this is a spiritual successor to Capcom's Dino Crisis. The um, the 
the kind of like um oh what you want to call it the trailer that they 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 put out is actually named is this a spiritual successor to Gino crisis they know they know their marketing um instinction will be playable on fir- in first or third person views and we'll see you fending off prehistoric beasts while exploring a semi-open world completing objectives and solving puzzles <clears throat> the campaign the campaign will be playable in both single player and co-op and there'll be a wide variety of offensive options from melee weapons to rocket launchers, all of which will be fully customizable. The site also mentions support for adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, and of course, they're referring to the DualSense controller. Um, the game is planned for both PS4 and PS5, but the focus appears to be on the PS5, with mention of ray tracing and other advanced graphical techniques, as well as support up to 8K resolution and 120 frames per second, which is probably for the PC crowd. Um... So yeah, there's not much exactly known about it yet, other than it's a dinosaur shooter game. I'm interested in it, and I hope you are too. If you want to know more about it, you can head over to their YouTube channel, which is just named Instinction, with an I, I I-N-S-T-I-N-C-T-I-O-N. And this is coming in 2022. So if you want to check that out, uh, make sure you do, and I'll, of course, update you all with that. Metro Exodus, uh, as you rec- if you don't recall, I mentioned that it's getting a new version on the PS5. Um, it's going to run at 4K with 60 FPS, and it's going to have DualSense support as well. So the DualSense controller will be supported with haptic feedback. The studio says anyone who's frantically tr- tried to pump up the pressure on their Takar in the middle of a pitched battle will be able to imagine the kind of thing we're aiming for, which is pretty, which is a pretty cool notion. Uh, the pump gun, you know, you literally pump uh, like air, you know, compressed air into the gun to make it more powerful and it gets harder and harder the pump so that would be pretty awesome for the haptic feedback triggers to um you know make that actually kind of you know real almost um the original game and both pieces of dlc will feature the studio's own ray trace global illumination and ray trace immersive lighting alongside dramatically reduced load times they'll also be uh doing additional polished quality of life upgrades and the ability to adjust the game's field of view so yeah, Metro Exodus um, was, I mean, it was okay. You know, I, I think that um, it was it was really put down by how long the load times were. And just, uh, I think the story wasn't as good as to, uh, most of the other games. The open world was okay, um, but it just seemed to get a little bit smaller as you went through the game. Um, I still want to play through it again because it is a fun experience and all the Metro games really are. Um, and if you want to support this developer, I would, I would, I would tell you to do that because they are um a good indie developer who published their own game so pretty pretty cool um and yeah so this is going to be coming um i think they said later this year all right um i don't see it here but i do believe it's supposed to come later this year and finally on the agenda for today marvel's avengers the ps5 version is going to come the 18th of march with the hawkeye in expansion Crystal Dynamics has revealed that the PS5 version of Marvel's Avengers is going to launch on the 18th of March, 2021, alongside the free Hawkeye expansion. Upgrading to the current-gen version will be free for pre-existing PS4 owners, and the second superhero to be added to the game after launch won't cost anything. The latest War Table livestream from Square Enix goes into detail about both these important milestones for the Marvel's Avengers game, with all gameplay footage from a PS5, which you can check that out on the Marvel's Avengers official YouTube channel. Um, over on the PlayStation blog, Layla 
Kara Suma of Crystal Dynamics spoke with Clint Barton um, about the loop-based title, touching on its on Hawkeye's moveset. In Future Imperfect, a storyline inspired by Marvel's comics Old Man Hawkeye series and Hawkeye 2012, My Life as a Weapon storyline, you will be taking Clint on a perilous journey to the to a future Earth and stepping into a new biome known as the Wasteland to find the missing Nick Fury. Come face to face with the villain Ma- Maestro maestro and save the world did we mention his canine pal lucky will also be featured in the operation there you go um previously confirmed um the ps5 version of the game is going to have 60 frames per second and dynamic 4k resolution um it's going to bump up other visuals as well load times are said to be much shorter on the new uh, on the ps5 um so if uh, if you weren't a fan of the avengers on the you know, PS4, I don't think that the PS5 version is going to be too much different to be a game changer. Um, me personally, I bought the game after saying I wouldn't buy the game because I wasn't impressed by the beta. And what do you know, I wasn't impressed by the real game. Maybe eventually I'll boot it back up. I think I put it on my list of games to play on the channel. Um, but maybe this is going to be better off being a game that I play offline. I don't know. If you are an Avengers fan and you have a PS5... There you go. This is good for you, but uh, this is not something to look forward to if you're not a fan of the game, um, and I am not. So there you go. Okie dokie. Well, thank you so much again to Callus for helping out with this episode with the Nintendo Direct Talk. Um, if you want to check him out at Cal- Just Callus on pretty much everything, um, you can join the Just Us League by following him on Twitch and joining his Discord. Um, all right, I am Yummy the Ferret. If you want to check out the other podcast I do called Film Freaks with a Z, last episode is about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We had a really good conversation about Star Wars in general. The next episode is going to be about Age of Ultron, so if you want to check that out, that'll be coming out next week. Um, once again, I'm Yummy the Ferret. I appreciate you listening on whatever platform you're listening on, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. I'll see you guys next time. Bye bye